do you think it should be it, that this stigma around sex work should go? Like, it's a legit. Do you think people should see it as a legitimate job, as you know, a career that women can pursue? and it should be respected as such. I think that motion is already in action, to be fair. Like, obviously, OnlyFans been about for a while. When I first started, it was quite shameful. And now, everyone in my our generation knows someone doing OF. If it's your cousin, your neighbour, you're like, do you know what I mean? Someone is doing OF that we know because times are hard and it's e it's easy money. Work smart, not hard. No, I hear that. Yeah, but like, for real, like, oh, but it's sad because if you look on, I've lost every social media. I've lost 140k Twitter. I've lost three Instagrams. But my tax bill, like I'm a, I'm a registered business. Like I conform to society. It's not like I'm pocketing this money. Like I'm. So why am I not treated with the same respect? Everyone wanks. You all wank. And so it's like, like do you know what I mean? Every, everyone does. If they don't, then they need it. Like because it's self love in a way. It's and it's, it, it, it's self love in a way. And like you need it. And it's just the stigma. Like I said, come back to that ex that I told you about the programming. Your pro program to think it's not right like do you know what I mean like and but we're getting there I think as times change and like it's been a massive shift in the last two years that I've seen for the acceptance of OF and people that do it as a job because so many are doing it now new questions every day how's a brother post to sleep listen I give younger books trying to educate myself as I'm running through these streets there's no such thing as black and black crime you can hit us in the DMs if you want the smoke pew, pew, pew. not sure where the conversation's gonna go did you do your research? Yeah, I wanna know. That's the life of a domino. It's the domino I remember I went to, the first time I went to WeAre Fest, I got smashed and I was in for a pee. I was like, yeah, my uncle owns this festival. Look <laughs> <laughs> at my license. <laughs> we are was lit though. We are is good. I've met up. Yeah, I've been. I like, got adopted by this massive crew and it was just, oh, it's brilliant. They were like selling balloons. They just protected me and my girl and just right, like so you feeding us so many drugs. It was so good. That <laughs> 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 was a good time. I can tell you'd be lit on the night out. It was there. good. Party girl. Yeah, I mean, I ain't stepped out in a minute, but I'm slacking. I meant to go to Glitterbox. What's Glitterbox? Oh, I hate Glitterbox. For the, it's like the last print works, isn't it? On New Year's Day. Nah, it's too, it's too. I never been. Well, what, what is Glitterbox? Glitterbox oh, is yeah. too disco. It's like drag. It's like, it's, it's like, huh? no, no, it's not drag, but it's like the music. It's like funky disco, like techno. I like, I like, I like, yeah, I, I like, I like. No, I like it dark. Are like you like that? Dark. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, dark and deep, progressive yeah. techno. Not too this heavy shit. Like, cause I, I'm into my race scene. Mm. I'm stepping out of it now, but I used to be. So I'm a bit like a bit of a snob yeah. music. But yeah, we, we used to be. Glitterbox like, is too like. Ah, time oh, for it. Yeah, I ain't got time for nah, it. I reckon it'll be a rest though. That reminds me of like when I went to Hideout, the first night, yeah, was this oh, deep, man. dark, Polish, deep pots and pans. Pew, pew, pew. Like, like Lady Quasar. <laughs> it was mad. I couldn't do it. I remember one time we even looked at our boy and we even like, we even like folded at this time and we even looked at him each other and we're like this music's fucking shit and that's us like folded so imagine uh, what it would have been like and I see I yeah. like it when it's dark can't really see anything no, when I went high that was lit sunglasses they had that like, fucking Charlie Sloth there and shit like my thing was different it was like well, what was year did you go 2017. What hide? It's his hide out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never been. I went 2016. Really that was good, but yeah, was I, good. I'll tell you, too old now. I'd be real. Oh, no, I would. Shots fired. I'd be real. I because when yeah, I went so there, it's a beefy thing now. Now I okay. went there in 2017, <laughs> and I felt like an old man there. Like all the girls are just young. Oh yeah, yeah. but I don't care about that. I got my own bubble. I don't care what people think. No, that's calm. That's calm. That's calm. But I've got to go. I've been wanting to go, but I've, I'm stepping out the rave scene now because I've just done it too much. I'm chasing a high that I used to get when I was like 20. No, but you see, never when, gonna get it. When I'm raving, I want to brave with people who actually on raving not people who are just there to look pretty that's the difference like when you when you're when you go into the things that are more your age then people are there to actually vibe and rave whereas yeah 
But I just do enough cat that I can't actually see in front oh of me anyway. So it don't really matter. <laughs> like, literally, when I say I'm in my bubble, I remember I was in IB for and I just started laughing. My mate's like, what's funny? I was like, I can't see anything. <laughs> like, what? And I'm like, nah, it's sad. <laughs> like, I'll welcome the K-hole. Like, I'm not casual, scared. I can't, I can't see anything. I can't see anything. It's great. Yeah. You remember, I, you remember, I go out with a man that will, like, that, that, will, that will spike my drink, bro. Like, for the bants. Jumps in. It just proves that K's better because you need, like, a fourth of the amount. And it's like costs like half the price. What does Kate mm. actually feel like? Oh, it's just the way amazing. people describe it, they're like it's like being drunk, but nah. still like what, what like try to explain. Yeah. To Have you ever had an operation? Yeah. Like, yes. You know that feeling when you come round from the operation when you yeah, wake up? That's yeah, that's like that. That's a like that. good example. People have asked me, I've never been able to explain it. That's that's spot. No, because when, when I when I had surgery on my knee, I remember I was a bit folded and my yeah, mum was yeah. in hospital. I'm like, Mum, I feel like I'm on K. <laughs> and she was just like, What's I K? Go deep, I just kept saying, I feel like I'm on K. But I go <laughs> I go deep with K because I've got no fear. Most people get scared. Like the last time I did K was after print work, so we were at the afters. And it was just after my breakup. And we um there was this heated floor, and I lied on this heated floor like a salmon for like four hours, just, mm. just floating around the floor. And it was like a giant cuddle, it's exactly what I needed at that time just to be held by like this lovely wall floor, floor. Yeah. literally I was on there I didn't even got to my friends on it but for the end we were all just lying on the floor like sliding about it was great that, <laughs> that's like a shrooms experience like when we went down we I, I went with obviously went with Nathan and um uh his sister and his girlfriend at the time obviously we they they wanted to do shrooms I wasn't really interested I'm like psychedelics whatever dead whatever blah 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 I want to do shrooms then people took shrooms but they said to do it on an empty stomach and they didn't mm. feel nothing mm. so we, we did well, we went end up getting the strongest ones and I'm like oh it's dead these lot didn't feel anything uh, after 30 minutes ding. listen I started stroking my head on the carpet everything felt wavy <laughs> I, was look, I, was, I was looking at I was looking at Nathan I was just like yo you've <laughs> turned what did I say I, you've turned into a black no, your sister turned into a black girl, even though she's mixed race. Your girlfriend at the time turned into like different cartoons. So one time she was animated, and the next minute she was like Mickey Mouse, and then his beard kept growing in and out at me. Like, oh mate, I hate that. His top off and started walking around the place like a gorilla, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. See the hippie side of me, like, oh. like I got that raving like sex worker side, then I've also got this hippie like grounded, like, you know, love the nature yoga person. Mm. And like mushrooms, like I do them in nature, like I go to the woods and I go get on mushrooms. Like, it ain't, for me, it ain't a pipe drug and I feel like it's becoming a pipe drug and it ain't. It's what, like, shrooms have become a pipe drug? Yeah, but it's, it's medicine from the earth to connect to yourself and connect to the people around you and to connect to nature. I, and it's been like I taken over, it. like, no, nah, no, nah, do it so you see like trips. And it's like, it's not it's not about that. Tripping at a rave is probably the most terrifying, like around all those people and lasers mm. flying out. You probably think someone's trying to shoot you. Like, no, nah, that's not, it's not, it's not, that's the, one. Not, that's not the one. But anyway, enough of drugs, we're into that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> get out the sex. <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> so to my right, we have the OnlyFans queen, oh. adult movie star. I don't think I deserve them titles, but I'll take them. Thanks. <laughs> Are you giving like a domino discount for anyone else? That's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad idea. Yeah. Quote, Dom, for a free, free video. <laughs> That's it. Do you want to plug your OnlyFans? Yeah, G that ass. That's G actually that's, that's that actually in my ad. G, G that us. G that us. That's like an anal lover. No, mate, that's a new thing, but it's on that. I'm yeah. on that. Yeah, <laughs> new, it's new. I've been doing it four years, and I've shot two of them scenes in the last week, and I'm like, so I'm, you're feeling it. I'm brilliant. Like, I like to blow my own trumpet, but literally four years I've been making like 
like doing OnlyFans and it's taken mm. me this long to do it. In the last two, in the last week, I've created two boy girl anal scenes and I have smashed it. And I don't know why I've been waiting because, yeah, I'm not going to quote that. Is that the first time you've done scenes or is that the first time you've actually done? No, I've done anal, but like it's always, it's, it's scary. It's mm. scary to do it. You've got to be comfortable. But like, yeah, now I've done it on camera twice and the content is fucking mental. Like, Did you get, you oh. get extra tips for that one? No, I just sell it for a fucking ridiculous amount. Joking, uh, it's affordable. <laughs> <laughs> Georgie, we are inside. Thank you, thank you. To my left, we've got Burner Boy from Wish. Yeah, we've yeah, got, yeah, 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 yeah. We've got the vegan warrior. The plant-based dickhead. Big up the meatless crew. Big up the meatless crew, that's me too. Come on, gang. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a little relationship for me. That's yeah. it, yeah, that's me. Come on. Uh, so Ed's aka Edicus. No, we're here, we're back inside. And you got me, the most masculine host of the pod. Don't let him guess, he missed the five foot five, five foot six on Tinder. Never done. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Yellow Page on his wedding day. But yeah, we're inside. So without further ado, let's get ready to dominate. <laughs> Sorry, what? I love seeing the reaction of guests here when he first does that. <laughs> when are you going to see intro like that ever again? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but listen, we're back again with another fantastic episode. We've got a wonderful guest, someone that's going to bring a lot of interesting conversation <laughs> to the uh, the sexual marketplace conversations. You know what I mean? But obviously. What's the analytics saying? Guys, once again, having great traction in terms of the subscribers. Subscribers are coming up. Got the analytics out in terms of, as we shared, bef shared before in the last episode, but some of you weren't plugged in. As of Spotify's wrap-up, we are the fifth most followed podcast, podca podcast on Spotify and the tenth most shared globally um, across the YouTube platform alone, ignoring Spotify. We've actually hit over a million views for 2023, so but, but, but thank you guys, guys, thank you guys, thank you guys. But the main thing is what I want to say, why I'm getting upset is subscribers on YouTube, man. Of the regular listeners, only 75% well, of you are not subscribed. It doesn't cost you a thing. If you want us to do two episodes a week so we can have more lovely guests like this, smash the subscribe button. You know what I'm saying? Smash. I know you lot, you lot will pay for OnlyFans, but you won't hit the subscribe button. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this what? can't come in though. <laughs> so today we brought you to here. So we're going to talk a bit about the adult industry. We wanted to know a bit about how you got into it. Because before we've had glamour models on before which is slightly a different yes, pathway it's not me um <laughs> so yeah <Not> me. <laughs> obviously you don't, first off to start off actually where it began you said because we were talking a bit over our structure in the episode yeah, you're in my dms yeah <laughs> <laughs> is being a stripper you started off as a stripper mm -hmm. what took you to that point like how did you even get like how did, did was it one day you woke up ding like i want to show boobies or like what <laughs> Ooh. Show it off. Um, no, not at all, actually. So my sister worked in a strip club, but just as like, you know, taking the money yeah, yeah, behind no, the bar yeah. and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like local to where I lived. And over Christmas, I went and worked there, did some glass collecting just like for like 40 quid cash. And bear in mind, I was a bit bigger back then. I was like, so I was 14 to 16. Mm. And I've just remember seeing these women have like this power. And do you know what I mean? They're all in platforms. So they're like fucking six foot two as well. And just like men just weak to them. And I was just like, oh, I want a bit of that. Mm. Like, yeah, but I was quite a big girl back then. Did you say you're a dominant woman by nature? Oh, massively. Yeah, right. I was raised by some strong, independent women. Like, so it's a fight for it. But yeah, definitely. Um, 
so yeah, I, I wanted to do it, but I was a bigger girl back then. And then fast forward a couple of years, I was at uni and I used to do promotions for clubs and I ended up doing the promo for a strip club. And by this time I'd lost my weight and the punters would come out because I went and worked, I was in Preston. So I don't know if you know about Preston. It's a bit of, it's a bit Pre of a dive. Preston's like one of them places like Bradford or... Yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit of a dive. So like all the strippers were mums, like bless them if any of you are watching, love you. Mm. Um, so everyone would come out and they'd be like, why are you not in there? And I was like, do you know, I really wanted to do this a couple of years ago. What, why am I not doing it? So I wonder, well, I told my managers, I was like, I think I want to strip. They were gutted because I was like sick at promo. Um, but yeah, filled up the club and then at 12 I went in there and I'm so glad I started in this club because it was so PG compared to other clubs like we wore dresses there was no there was like rules like no like spreading legs with your knickers off no on the floors with your knickers off so it was really PG compared to some other clubs I've worked how, how did you practice did you like go in your mirror and like bang yeah like so the week before I was I, was, I had some Chris <laughs> Brown songs on like working on my body rolls and all that jazz and I just remember my first dance I was so nervous I think I, he only paid a tenner and I probably gave him like a Forty quid's dance worth, and I just remember like about half an hour later, I've done a couple of dances, so I've got about seventy quid in my hand, just being like, "What the fuck?" Bearing in mind, you know, uni times as well. Yeah, bearing in mind the job before, I was getting forty quid a night to stand out in the freezing cold till three a.m., like trying to beg people to come into clubs. And that first night, I made like hundred and fifty quid, which in stripping world is shit. But I remember coming home and having it all over my body, taking pictures, like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, like. And then, mate, straight out the gate, I was like. Like, what if I like let's go <laughs> and then every weekend I was in there no but it's funny because I, I was saying like I used to work I used to work so all through you my fun time I worked security all through uni so like four I was four years at uni I did like all the west end like west end clubs like ended up working at some strip club not stripping and it's funny what you said about <laughs> oh really yeah, damn yeah. it not not chocolate city unfortunately <laughs> but um it's funny how you said like you know the girls who are dead people went like there's actually shots girls who work in strip clubs who make similar money to the strippers just because guys are drunk and when they come in they're just paying the money so it's funny your sister was doing that because in the West End, some of those girls are making money and they're just wearing like the most formal like wearing long sleeve shirts mm. I remember it was the place I was working was weird because a lot of the guys there, the security guys, a lot of the ladies performing were like their girlfriends. Mm -hmm. So they used to like watch their like girlfriends all rubbing up their titties on other men and whatever. But you tell some of them weren't really cop. Some were like fuck it, whatever. Like yeah, so red pay. That's did it yeah, done, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> some, but a lot. Of, I'd say about seventy five percent. You could tell, like, you could see the pain in it. Like, and if a guy touched him, they're, like, ready to jump Yeah, that's stage. insecurity and ego, though. Yeah, I was thinking, like... But some of these men, but a lot of them, they were, like... Uh, you can tell they weren't the guys like that, so... The fact that they could deal, like... Because they're attractive women, obviously, they're not going to be ugly if they're working in the West End. A lot of these... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> have you seen some ugly ones? Huh? Have you seen some ugly oh, ones? Oh, mate. Yeah. Like, I've learned through my career of stripping, it don't matter what you look like. I've seen the glamour models, oh. the beauties make fucking no money. Why? I've seen the roadkill, like the roadkill make money because it ain't about what you look like. It ain't about how you dance. It's your sales pitch. If you can talk to someone and you can communicate in a way, like that's all that it matters. Like, honestly, when I, there's this girl called Gemma, she 
was so fit. She'd make fucking no money. And because she didn't know how to talk to people. And then it's like, you've got to get in their face. You're selling something at a ridiculous rate. Especially now when you can get a whore for 150 quid, 200 quid. Why would a man want to pay 300, 350 for an hour in VIP where you can't touch? I'm just getting naked in front of you. Like it is the speech. And that's exactly why I don't like strip clubs because of that fake. Because obviously I, I've worked in sales. I know what it's all about, about selling mm-hmm. your character, about selling people and how it works. So I remember when I was in Canada, and strip clubs, I'll be, I'll be real, it's not something that I enjoy because for me, it's not real. Because if mm-hmm. I see you and I like you, I'm a drop game on you. So I'm like, I'll, I'll start questioning why you're here. So, babes, listen, me and you, let's, let, let's I'll start to say, Oh, you're one week. of them. So, so it's just, it, it makes no <laughs> sense. Savior, you're better than this. Honestly, I can take you away from this. Literally, I'm, oh, not, here, I'm not here. Like, <laughs> for me, it don't make no sense in it because, like, if, I, if I'm feeling home, girl, I'm not gonna pay for a dance where I can't take it any further. Or if I, if something goes left and I'm getting rushed by bouncers, I'm not interested. But I remember this woman specifically, and when she approached me, she made me feel so special. Mm. So I was like, you are good at what you do. Mm. I respect it, but this is exactly why I can't be in it because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. fucking fake. I'm looking at all the other men and thinking like, don't you see how this don't make sense? But to all of them, they're just thinking like, I remember the guy getting tapped next to me and he was lost in it. I'm thinking, brother, you all right? Yeah. You just seen homegirl sell, sell the same product to me. And now you're lost in it. Stripper lust is a real thing. Yeah, she's got uh, his hand walking to the back room and boom, he had a time of his life. He comes, his yeah. hair was all spiked up and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but the old head massage trick, yeah. Yo, <laughs> but for me, I've, even since like, I remember like, the first time I went to strip club when I was 18, my boy, his, um, his, his dad was like mates with like one of the like high end, like adult, whatever you call it, shenanigans, gentlemen's Pimp. clubs. <laughs> Club owner. He's one of brass. But he was like, he knew the guy, so we got in there. I think it was like a hundred pound entry, but we got in for free. Went in there and when you get in there, because the way they do it is expensive entry and I think all the girls keep their money. So when you're paying, you're just paying the girls directly. So it's cheap. So I remember I got a dance, so it was like 20 quid. Um, I just remember being bored. No, yeah. no, that's when I was like 18. I, 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 I've never had that problem. No, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll throw out some wacky moves, me. I'll put my effort into my... Because I was a dancer before I did stripping anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was like, I'll put the moves. I see girls that do nothing, that but, literally just like, do like but do you a worm think, standing. Do, do, you think like, the uh, guys, yeah, <laughs> do you think the interest in these guys come from the fact that they don't get women on a day-to-day? Yeah. Or are these guys mm. successful in courting women and then this is just an experience that... Yeah, enjoy. I think it's in the moment. Like a lot of people say that to me, like it's all of us, oh, oh, is it all creeps? Is it all weirdos? Not necessarily nah, creeps, but, but guys who just aren't able to get in it. You know nah, I mean? nah, you get got- sexy guys coming in. It's like they fall into the lust bubble and it's a curiosity, like, oh yeah, I want to see her naked kind of thing. Like, mm. but yeah, no, nah, I don't. Well, obviously, you have some. I've had regulars that will come in and they'll come see me like every couple of weeks, drop a couple of grand. Yeah, them are the lonely ones. Because mm. I've always said in the stripping industry, like for people that go longer than 15 minutes to half an hour, you're basically paying for a counsellor. Because we are a counsellor without. The title. Do you mean you can 100%. tell your problems? Talk about your wife. Talk about talk about. Oh, so work. you actually do that? It's talk, not just. It's not just. Oh, no, wait. What? That's how you make more money. Mate, of course, I've had I've had bookings for like four or five hours. You think I'm shaking my thing the whole time? Definitely uh, not. So what, like, man, so what? Man, just say some weird shit. No, they just you. sit and talk. You bond like, and it's it's a nice way to connect. Like you're drinking a glass of champagne. I'm basically naked. We we're chatting about life, and it, I think it's that it's that release of things, especially people working corporate jobs, and it's just yeah. you know for someone that they're never gonna see me again. I ain't gonna judge you. I don't know your friend. You're bitching about your sister or your your mother law i'm never gonna tell them it's a release was it hard to differentiate the relationship initially because obviously when these guys are opening up to you on a more emotional level like was it difficult for you to differentiate your this is just a client from like let me befriend this person to kind of help them in their kind of situation what my whole 
stand with um, the sex industry and adult industries, I've never played the character. I've never gone, oh, hi, daddy. You want to come see me naked? It's always been Georgie. It's me. Do you want to see me naked or not? I'm the real, the same person. So I've never had to, I don't ever put that act on mm -hmm. or be that, that fake person. Like if someone's paying me, literally, it's usually about between 300 and 350 an hour talk to me I'll be your friend I'll give you advice you can confide in me like you're paying me a lot more than a therapist more than a counsellor so but, and I've actually like you said if I ever like um, to differentiate the relationships basically all my ex-boyfriends I met stripping oh serious yeah yeah oh basically, yeah, yeah. down mm. my first main one um, so actually not long after I first started stripping I was 21 and it was the most <laughs> he was 39 in an open relationship with his wife and that relationship taught me so much like oh, oh my How? god what did it teach yeah, you gone. well before I was quite an immature person that like you know like acted like a child I mean I'm about 39 year old now who's yeah. married his wife knew about me they're in an open relationship but it just dived me into like different non-standard relationship and just do you know what I mean? You have to be completely honest. You have to be, like learn to communicate. Like, do you know what I mean? When you're 21, you're dating a 21 year old. It ain't deep. Do you know what I mean? Boys don't talk at that age. I was dating a successful businessman who had children. He was married. So I learned to really communicate and be honest. You know, in one, relationship. Thing, one thing I was going to say, you know, your first key relationship, often that sets up the trajectory of the ones to follow. Do you think that had like... Yeah, rich. <laughs> he took me to LA for our second date and it was sick. Okay. <laughs> Literally, yeah, went to LA for our second date. And it wasn't until like I was there, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? This man is married. Like, obviously it weren't like it was sneaky or anything because she knew about me. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, can I fall in love with a married man? A man that's got kids, a man that's whatever, whatever. And it's, but it ended up to be quite beautiful and he's still a good friend now. And I appreciate that he taught me a lot about relationships. At the end, did he just... Decide like okay. I can't even remember how it ended. I think no, I remember. I went to Australia. I went. No, 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 no. How did it end? I because he was open. I was open. So I was with other guys at the same time. Like I'm quite into like polyamory, non-monogamy, being quite free with love and not being tied down. So I think I started seeing someone else, and I think that ended sour. So I like my coping mechanism is to run. <laughs> I go abroad for like six months at a time for my therapy. So I think I went to Australia for ages. And it's not like it fizzled out. It just was no longer romantic with him. Mm -hmm. But still, Bud's like, all good, nothing bad. How, how did, how did this, like, how does one like, so these men, mm -hmm. how do they feel about your job? Oh, it's mixed. It's down to the individual. So him as a person, mm. he was probably the most confident individual that I've ever met. Him, he got a buzz from it. Like, yeah, look at my girl, enjoy my girl, but it ain't your girl. Like mm. kind, kind of attitude. Like it, it, all, it all comes down to their own mm. security. But, but, like, but if, if man's sharing the girl, then surely it's slightly his girl's or it's the world's, no? If, if you're yeah, but that's a that's a fragment. You're paying you're paying a ridiculous amount to see me naked. You ain't touching mm. me. You ain't taking okay. me. You ain't you ain't no, going so out for dinner with me. Sorry, not just your job. I oh, mean. right. Sorry, that, that was my question and not your response. <laughs> uh, being open. You mean like sexually? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so I, I so with him, it was because he was with someone. He had a wife. So I dated other people. But uh, this was so long ago. This was when I was like 21. And I think I've only recently been on the non-monogamy polyamory train for like the last year year and a half kind of thing mm -hmm. even though i've been in the swinging scene but that's very different swinging to non-monogamy and polyamory is very yeah different. there's one guy from from my rugby club he used to tell us like he had like a female best friend and he actually didn't chop his female best friend but when you go to these swinging parties apparently you have to obviously bring a female mm -hmm. to be, be so he just used to bring his mate 
And he just used to rail all the old women there, yeah. all the young women there. <laughs> and you see his mate getting fucked. He'd be like, you having a good time? Like thumbs up, high five. Yeah, like it's fun. What, like, what are they like? Because I'm the one I've like, I've been invited to a few sex parties, but I know okay. what I'm like in it, yeah. I know if I'm there, it's the temptations be mad, isn't it? But at the same that's time- the point. I, That's the point. I'm Go very, nuts. very curious to see what happens, the dynamic in it. Does everybody get sex? Is there still people left out? Like, how does it all work? So I've been to quite a few, uh, like more abroad. Like when I went to one in Australia, that was that was madness. That was just sex everywhere. Like mm. that. Oh, mate, I walked in because I was a bit late, and literally a girl in a fucking sex swing. And as soon as I walked in, she like squirted across me. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> that was in Australia, but I went to one recently in England, and it was so there was a girl called Vista Wife who basically is like the face of swinging um, on TikTok. I don't know if you've heard of her. No. So basically, she organised an event at a club, and obviously because she was like famous on TikTok, everyone that they're quite new. So I was, I was at the party and I want to dive in. Like I want to get spit roasted. Let's go, let's go, let's go. But I was struggling to find another man to join me. And and, my, and the guy that I brought Why? up. Why? Because they weren't attractive? No, no, no. It's no, it's because 75% of the people were watching because they'd never dived in before. So they were mm. curious as well. They mm. came, they had a little yeah, look. Yeah, I they, get weren't, it, yeah. they weren't diving in. And about 20, 25% of the people were actually playing. So I get it. It's, yeah. like, it's like stage fright. Like, you know, you can't pee when someone's watching. Yeah, literally. you like, oh, I'm getting Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stage. Man said stage <laughs> friend. <laughs> Mad. But they're just fun. Like sex parties and swinging. It's it's all about being comfortable and just enjoying yourself. Like often, like so this one I went to was a couple or girls only. So you're with someone, like you've got someone to be with. Like in if you were just with your partner, you could just bang her and like people could like watch or like you can do you know yeah, what I mean? That's air. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, chopping nice. the next thing. Well Bear then you it. don't go to these parties then. You stay in your house and you Bear just the sofa like you like it. I okay? am walking around <laughs> with my shoulder, bruv. Then you stick to what you know if you're too scared. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, what I'm saying. that's my point. I said, if I go, that, that's what I'm doing. I'll, I'll probably be centre of attention just doing the mad thing. Okay. So that's why I slightly have to just be... Get what's, me. what's wrong with that? Huh? Hey, that's, what, that's me. I love it. Like, you look know, at me, mate. I'm centre of attention. It's like, when you open certain doors, they can't be shut. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Why, why shut them then? <laughs> more doors, more opportunities, more experiences. I, I hear it, but not everything should be experienced. It just, just, you, in your just opinion? What, in my opinion. Personally, in my opinion, but obviously we'll we'll dive into them kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So yeah, that was a uh, <laughs> funny exchange. <laughs> so bring bring it. Obviously, the stripping is done. Yeah, oh yeah. So how did you then jump into? So is there anything missed in between before it went to OF between stripping? Um, well, I danced around in America, Australia. So they're very different industries. Like uh, America's basically sex with the stripper in the club. My boy showed me his private story. Yeah. Oh my god. He was like, get, he was getting like one dollar bills and like. Prrr, like doing like yeah, it, it comes down to the club like yeah, so yeah, I worked yeah. in I worked in New York and Miami so I always say like Britain as a strip club is basically a pub where men are sleazy as fuck they yep. do you know what I mean they're a bit creepy they feel the like they I went talk to, to you disgusting. a bit weird there's nothing on stage do you know what I mean like girls don't make money it's just a bit it's a bit sleazy where America and Australia oh my god the stage is what it's all about like the amount of money I'd make on stage because mm. I can I'm, I'm good at stage it's all about siren about that eye contact and stuff innit and I would make bare money on stage where you don't get that at all in England. And you get couples in Australia, in America and Australia that will come and just, just chill, like boyfriend and girlfriend for hours and enjoy dances. Yeah, you no, never yeah. see that in the UK. When, when I was in Canada, it was a similar thing because like, mm. it's, it's actually an event in, mm. in the US, whereas in the UK, it's like it's more of an experience, whereas mm. there, is, you, you go there to experience everything that's going on. So people go there and order freaking chicken wings. Like, you're there Literally. What, eating food whilst people oh, are dancing. They, they conduct quite a few business meetings and strip clubs as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. that, that's what I did in Amsterdam. Like, I, went with, I went with someone then, 
And we just like I didn't even get turned on by it. The sex shows were just because they have sex in like weird positions yeah, and, do yeah. my, and it ain't real. It just you know I, mean? I found it, it interesting, but I did not get like one boner. Like I was just eating my food. Just <laughs> not, I, I'm just I was amazed like, by. No it. I see a girl twerking <laughs> upside down on the roof, bro. Yeah, easy. Like <laughs> legs split on the roof, just smacking the roof of a pom pom. I was like, raw. So I'm just there like, wow, how homegirl strong? You know, like, her core strength's mad. I'm thinking, how many muscle ups can you do, bro? Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pole is about the core. Like, yeah, like, like I saw a girl like bent over like a hedgehog and like the guy like mounted her but he put he bent legs... over like a hedgehog oh you're yeah. talking about you're talking about Amsterdam in the section yeah he put, he put his legs like on the wall and rather than like thrusting like this he put his legs up and was like brr, brr. I was just like he's he like made... proper like like knob jockey in the thing for I, said, nob <laughs> I actually shot content with a guy not that long ago bless him Dwayne D shout out um, discount who, coming discount discount literally all about that like he does some mad moves like I was shooting content with him and oh god and he like spun around and was like like how can I explain you're probably Jamaican, innit? You're like, you not parkour. Like, literally, I was like, you were doing some mad moves. Like, yeah, literally, like, turn around and we're like, arse to arse. But it's, how can I, how can, that's not a good visual. I don't know how to do it. Just, well, these, Sign up and find out. Are, they, are, they, are these mad moves satisfying or is it just for show? Um, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's a bit I, of fun. It's a bit, and it looks good. Like, but the thing is, all my content is about being genuine. I don't shoot porn, I fuck on camera. Like, in that moment when it was a bit. How does that work, sorry? You don't shoot porn, you fuck on camera. Yeah. What's the difference? So, obviously, porn is like the, oh, yeah, give it to me, yeah, mm. daddy. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's fake. Exaggerated. I, yeah, like, just fake. Like, I, I'm not about that. Like, I only shoot with people I'm attracted to and who I will fuck in the real world. Okay. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I don't edit any of my content. So, if I'm sucking dick and I get dry mouth, like I'm drinking and that's it that's in the shot like it's completely mm. real like because why else would people pay to subscribe to my page when you can just go on Pornhub and do you know what I mean watch like literally professionals getting ploughed but no you pay me because my content is pure real it's genuine there's yeah, no edits this is, this is no marketing filters. right now this is like I'm differentiating my product yeah. from the rest Gee, of the that market ass. <laughs> <laughs> no caps <laughs> what you're doing now they call it usually a unique selling point that's what yeah, USP. USP well like I've been in the industry a while like unfortunately I started OF before COVID mm. so I was part of the boom like so it was bringing on the story how did you get into OF okay so while I was still stripping I had a guy message me on Instagram which happens all the time like oh I'll pay you for naked pictures and you're like oh yeah go on then like here's my PayPal come on in mate like and it's only one in a hundred that they actually do and he did he sent me a hundred quid so I was like oh, oh shit alright it's ten nudes boom and I had him for about about five months and I think I made about eight grand out of him. Well, he just kept saying hundred pounds. No, mate, more than that. He sent me 350 quid to make him a 10 minute video of not much more than me just stripping. And it was like the stepping stone into creating explicit content because I'd never done, I'd never done that. Like before even, I was actually into filming myself already. Mm. That's why I was destined for OnlyFans because I'd actually used to film myself getting laid way before. And I remember I sold him all the porn that was on my phone for like a grand or something. And these weren't, this is no like ring light or like nice shit. It's Yes. pretty basic it's pretty crap amateur yeah well amateur and he would be like oh my god you've got to start an OF and I was like nah nah I'm not doing it did you ever nah, do like the nah. fishy knickers like you know they'd be like oh send me your YouTube yeah I did that way before OF yeah. but again that's it's, it, you're begging someone for 20 quid and like in the end it was just I only did it a couple times he was like fuck this but yeah so sorry I, I threw you off but yeah. no you're all right. so um yeah, so I, it was him, really. He'd won the lottery in the UK like five years ago, lived oh, like man, six oh, yeah. hours fucking away from me, rinsed in for money, and he was like, starting OF, starting OF. And then I went into like a different strip club and other couple of girls were talking about it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I started OF. 
and I promoted myself on my own social media, like my Facebook, and I've traveled quite a lot, so I had quite a few people. So I did really well for the first couple of months. But like I always say to people when they start out on RF, you, that will drop if you don't expand. So after a couple of months, my fans went like right, right down, and it got to the point where this isn't worth it anymore. Why, why did sorry? Why did it drop off? Did I miss something? Yeah, yeah. So it like um, how can I explain it? Uh, so. I started OF and the first couple of months were really good because I've advertised it on my own social media, like my Instagram that I've been building. Oh, like, so you need new people to reach out to. Yeah, yeah, you need to. That's, so like the first, when I say to people when they start, like it will be good for the first few months, but the people that they've seen you then, do you know what I mean? They've got their look, they know that you do this, this and that, they've got their content. You've got to then appeal to the general public. So you've got to go on social media, you've got to start a TikTok, you've got to do the Instagram. So I didn't have any of that. Mm. So I was sitting there like, oh, it's it's failing, what am I going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And then I got interested in Telegram, got into the community and then COVID happened and oh my God. Skyrocket. Oh my Everyone God. Everyone was bored and wanking at home. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I, was, I got all the way to like top 0.2% in like the whole world. Oh, swear. Mad money. I mean, yeah, the money bags must have been. Mad money. What's mad money, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So from COVID, that month, I think it was February, I made like six grand. So I'd build myself up for a couple of months. And then the next month when COVID, I bounced from 6K to 19K. A month? One in, yeah, it's a month. This is in USD. In one month, I went from that to that because of COVID. The next month, 24. The next month, 31. Fucking hell. Oh, you yeah, get yeah. a manager? No, see, a lot of good, like... So I know a few girls who yeah. do OF, you have a manager. Obviously, they take mad peas, but then... They are they, they sort of sit as the barrier to all the weird stuff. So essentially, the manager will kind of organize what people want. Say, look, this person wants that, 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 and then they'll make the videos and then deliver it, and then the manager will pass it on to the rest of the. Yeah, don't get it wrong. That works for some people's pages. Like OF has gone through like quite a few like evolved into different yeah. stages so like I succeeded in COVID and it was all good all paid then it went through this evolved stage of free trial because basically all the bitches that had like 4 million on Instagram clocked on I can fucking make some peas here like mm. I've got 4 million people I can advertise to so they started free profiles and boom they've got 200,000 subscribers they can then sell content for $3 because you're marketing to such a massive audience so it killed OF on the sense of like paid thingy so that was one evolvement and now this is the new one management schemes where they handle your posting your scheduling your sexting your messaging and like I get so many people complain because it's like it's robotic it ain't real mm -hmm. and that's why I feel like I've been successful and in the position I am because I'm one of the only people that is completely real I'm completely genuine I don't have anyone running my team I don't have anyone that will communicate with you other than me it, there's no filters there's no edits you're always talking to me where a lot of girls are branching out because it is a lot of work people don't realise people think oh yeah you just wank off and put it on boom no, it's like money. Any, any other business Honestly, yeah, there's so much to do from social, all your social medias to communicating with your subs, to getting your subs in, to creating a content, to like, there's just so much to do. So like, it is not an easy way out, but it's a way to grow without the hassle because you could be on your phone for 17 hours a day, easy. But like, I like to think I've done well because I've stayed with that stance and all the compliments I get, if I ever get feedback, it's like, thank you for being genuine. I'm, I can see that it's real. It's quite organic. It's real. So then what, yeah. what comes next to you then? Obviously as in, in the... Scale obviously started stripping, mm -hmm. transitioning to, to making adult content. Oh, it's what? definitely not as exciting as that. So like, like I said, I'm a bit of a hippie uh, on my other side. Like uh -huh. my dream, and I'm saving up now, I'm going to go buy some land in Costa Rica nice. and set up um, a retreat centre. So I'm doing my yoga teacher but training. Ayahuasca and not as far as that, because that is magic. That's like black magic that I'm not even going to get involved in. That's like deep ancient shit that I've, I've got no knowledge on. So mm. I wouldn't even try and okay. take that on. But I'm doing my yoga teacher training next month in Costa Rica. So I want 
want to create like a center for people to come do yoga, ice baths, holistical health, look at sustainable living, you know, like collecting your rainwater, being one with nature. I love that. Yeah. Any chance of OnlyFans like, like a uh, masterclass? tempted to start like a coaching program or like some sort of thing because I've been doing it four years now. Don't, like, don't sell drugs, sell your BBs. Yeah, literally. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, arse. It's G that arse. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so, so, so how do you think, um, you know, the life you've lived so far has affected your relationship with men? Oh, good question. Um, I think... With stripping to start, like I had like an ego, do you know what I mean? Like through the roof, do you know what I mean? And it's like the fear of re rejection I couldn't handle because you get put on such a pedestal when you're stripping. Like people think you're like a god. Mm. You're like, oh my God, you're so amazing. You're so Your perfect. Your ego must be hurt if you're like trying to give a dance and all the night everyone's like, nah, I'm not feeling it. Mm, yeah, but that never happened. No, 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 I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> nah, um, it's more, I, I still got not very good with rejection now. Like because of it, like I've worked on it, but because like I said, like with stripping, you get put on such a pedestal, like you could get called a goddess and all this stuff. And it's like, you feel like you can just have men. Well, you like, said rejection you know? because like, uh, for the most part, most women aren't good with rejection. So yeah, it's nothing unique yeah. to you or what you do. It's just that women innately don't have to face rejection. Therefore, rejection is never something that they're, they're well adverse to deal with. Like, that's, mm. that's a man thing. So where, where would you face rejection? Or where would you fear facing rejection? Um... What do you mean? Because you brought it up as something that you're, you're scared of. Like, where would you face rejection? Like, where are you getting rejected? I think actually recently, like, I've had to deal with it. Um, not my past, my past relationship, but I went through a dating spell and they were all called James. Fuck the Jameses. Like, and I just went through situations with, like, yeah, I was rejected. Like, one ghosted me, one, like, basically slept with me and then was just, just awful. Like, one off of ghosted me. And, like, sometimes you feel like, I'm a bit of a trophy fuck because like, you know what I am on social media, like they fuck me and then pass me and I've got, I've got to deal with that. Like not, reje not rejection is in like, yeah. oh, we go out on me and they're like, no, mm. it's more like I've connected with them. I've given them a part oh, of you me. Want and then it's like, nah. Sorry, being entirely honest, like just talking from my echo chamber, a lot of them and them, they'll fuck women from your industry and mm -hmm. then, bruh, that's it. Like mm -hmm. yeah, you got what it was and that's entirely what it is. Mm -hmm. And I think, Probably for them, for a lot of the women who are on the receiving end, they're like, well, I thought you was into me. And they was just like, they almost look at them like, how could you ever think that I'd ever be anything more? Do you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like that's something that you've ever got or... Well, I think I've been quite lucky in the relationships I've had because I'm a very, like I said about that relationship I was in when I was 21, I'm very honest. I'm very upfront. Like, this is what I do, how I do it. Like, take it. It's not like I will you know, like con them into a relationship and then like water feed them what I do. It's like, this is what I do. Can you handle it? So it's more kind of thing. So I've, I've been lucky with that. Um, I mean, that's the best way to go though. Cause you save yourself a lot of heartache. Oh, hundred percent. That's me. I'm a brutally honest person. Like people watch like Instagram stories and that is, that is my no, main I can response. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got off some questions with your Instagram stories, but we'll get to but that. Then, yeah. So, yeah. so, so with, with how, like with, with men, um, so how do you see men after having the experiences you have? Cause obviously you're going to see a lot of, you will get the, the occasional weirdo or consistently weirdos. I know some girls are just, they, they just deal with all weirdos. So has it changed the way you view men? Or are you still able to be like, oh, I can see for you. And if you're weird, I can tell you to fuck on it. And if you're not, then we can see something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think it's changed the, the view of men. Mm. No, no, no. Because most girls that would, that, that cause I do talk to a lot of girls who are in the industry 
and their 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 perception of men is completely like messed up. They just like see men as all weirdos. They just see men as like a a, a lucrative asset to have fill my pockets you have no value other than the money that you bring to me and that's it I think that's because like maybe they play that character and they've become someone to get that money where I've always been me mm. kind of thing and I haven't put that I haven't had to create persona it's still always me and I've always if you know what I mean I hear that what's, what's your ideal relationship look like then oh someone that would love to watch me fuck other men <laughs> A cuck, basically. So yeah, I was about to say a cuckold. Like, yeah, like, no, but also, like, join in as well. Like, and I see it. Like, there's I've got a guy for you still. <laughs> there's, a beautiful, <laughs> there's a beautiful couple that I shoot with. They're, they're a bit older. He's in the porn industry and he, like, they just got such a beautiful relationship. And I, like, like I said, I've been in Switzerland. <laughs> I just think it, it brings so much, like, trust to your relationship when you can do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's and just trust, a sex just, tool. Why trust, though? Or, or, like, or just, like, maybe not trust, but, like, yeah, but trust and just connection, like... So, what does so, trust mean to you? Yeah, because I, I think that's a disconnect. Most of the things I, I, I don't subscribe to your lifestyle, but I, I kind of understand why someone would live that life. But that aspect there, why trust and connection? That's what I don't. Like because I can trust that you're gonna fuck this person in front of me, and it means nothing. It's like another. It's just a sex toy. It's just someone to play with. Like I can trust in our relationship that it's solid, kind of thing. Like I dabbled in mm. swinging with a, an Australian couple. We'd been together for like 15 years, and they still took each other's breath away when they walked in the room, and they fucked other people. Like, and they were just. just and that's that in, before swinging I was like yeah I'd be the extra girl but I could never do it in a relationship never 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 mm. but then actually like if I if my man can watch me fuck someone else but then still know that I'm his girl that still know that he's got my heart and that we're good and that's just that's just mm. sex that there's so much more to a relationship than that kind of thing you, you strike me as someone that enjoys sex quite a lot my oh friends, yeah, yeah. So, you, <laughs> so let's say for example you go to a swinging party or you meet another guy yeah tell yeah. your 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 partner look this is what's happening. He watches. But this guy's laying in you better than your man ever could. He's what? He's giving you the good wood. Like, he's fucking you better than your man ever. He's hitting you in spots you didn't even know you had. <laughs> Isn't that going to change your... I don't know. I found all my spots. But yeah, go on. No, no, go on. Go no, but a man doing that to you, I'm saying, isn't that going to change your... Aren't you going to want this man more than your current man? Or is, is that is that not going to be a thing? Because just, just to add on that, even if you just remove this... this if you're meeting a guy... And in regular situations that you you value the, the guy you're with is constantly getting out out alphaed by this guy, surely over the time your head's even gonna. Ping. Yeah, but like, like so when it comes to money, like whether it comes to success, whether you someone that values security, you find like a woman who said had a baby young, she might get with Mister Stud Stud, and then she gets with the fucking investment banker because now she's starting to value security because she have kids. So if she, if it's sex is something that you constantly like, and you're the guy you're with is constantly getting out alphaed by the other guy who's got the all the other traits you're looking yeah, yeah. yeah but he's sitting there and he's letting me enjoy it still like that's that's real alpha in it that he's like not dropped it's dropped his insecurities ego is letting mm. women get pleasure mm. but like like you said it like I'm working in the sex industry. I fuck people that are amazing, that mm. are porn stars. Mm. So even if I'm with someone and yeah, the sex's okay, like whatever, I, I can contact bare guys and get a fucking sick lay if I need to. It's more about someone that's going to hold me at night and make me feel secure and make me feel like I'm the one, make me feel wanted, make me laugh. Mm. Like all that stuff that comes way before the sex. Obviously that's a bonus and obviously mm. it'd be shit if I'm getting banged on camera and it's amazing. And like he's a bit mediocre, but I'm so good in bed and I back myself that I can teach anyone and I have in any relationship I have it's about communication I'm very like I want it like this this is how I want it and I've teached many mm. a people why, why have most of your relationships ended um okay that's a good question um 
God, the heartache going through that in my head. Um, so the last one, I can't even ex explain it. Like we were so good and then it was so, we were like in a fairy tale and then boom, we just hit reality. Like I became like, we moved in. I was like domesticated. I was like cleaning up. I was cooking. He had changed sectors in work and he was just like working like 12 hours a day. And then I had to beg him to basically eat me out and like all that kind of stuff. And that's not what I wanted in a relationship. Is that because he was tired from doing- Maybe. And maybe we just lost our spark because at the start, of it was just so exciting we did so much mm. and then yeah it just it just like kind of fizzled out but why is my relationship one the yeah. main relationship when i got into of and um i first went boom i was with someone who couldn't handle it and he even expressed it was because of his programming as a child like the sex industry like just no like, i don't want to be with a sex worker even though he said he wanted to when it came down to it he just couldn't physically handle it because of like how he'd been brought up and like what he thought was right and wrong even though he was a good guy he just he literally couldn't handle it Mm -hmm. Even though he wanted to, he was. Did you, so, do you mm. believe that's? I, 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 did, 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 did he think he wanted to, or did he just want you and he thought he could? Handle no, I think he really did want to. Like, so I said, like, you know, I started booming on OF. I lost my Instagram, so I started going down on OF. You get a, you've got a percentage, and that changes every day, and it's actually quite fucking toxic because you can be like, I must get better, I must get better, and um, it started dropping. And he was like, right, why don't you go shoot some girl girl content? And I was like, okay. So we organised it. I did it. He was the one that even suggested it. And when the day came, oh god, he lost his shit. Oh, he was crap. Oh, mate, he lost his shit. I shot people, and I came home, yeah. and when I woke up the next day, he was ripping our photo. I was off the ground. He was smashing the glass. Like, you're a whore. You're a whore. Even though he was the one that was like, go do it. Afterwards, even he cried to me. He was so apologetic. He just, but that's his insecurity. He was too insecure to like handle that. Mm. Why do you think that's an insecurity? Because what, like, what, why would you be threatened about me eating some puss? Like, what's wrong? Like, what's, do you know what I mean? Mm. That's clearly a reflection of you. Like, if, if, you're, if you think I'm going to go with a woman or whatever. Interesting. I think it depends how you see things because jealousy as as a human instinct, everyone gets jealous. Like everyone has jealousy in them. It's one of the seven de deadly sins and everyone gets jealous of different things. It's just like, I'm sure how you spoke about what you valued in terms of being in a relationship, being held at night and making sure you're the one and giving that attention. Surely like if he were to say, okay, I wanted two girlfriends and you're going to be the second one and she's going to get all the other attention and she, he's going to show attention in different ways, you would also start to to get jealous. In That's a, completely in a diff different to me shooting adult content to a committed relationship with another how? person. How? how is that different? Because that's so just what you value. You don't value sex as an intimate thing. You value attention. Yeah, but you're, like you're comparing a girlfriend in a committed relationship to one night with multiple other creators in the industry. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think they're on the same sector because that is literally one night, one exchange mm. with a camera in front where if it was another girlfriend, I'm second. That's dinners. That's holding each other. That's... Mm -hmm. That's talking about trauma. That's talking about goals. That's talking mm -hmm. about dreams. That ain't, I'm fucking on camera. And it's fake. All these girls are like, oh, yeah. and it's, do you know what I mean? <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't the same. Mm -hmm. But even when you said about, I, I'd be happy. I'm, I'm all about polyamory and non-monogamy. Mm -hmm. Like I'd love, my dream is to have, more, I'd love three or four boyfriends and they're all mm -hmm. different. No, but the reason why I'm trying love to use, that. I'm trying to use, <laughs> honestly, I'm trying to use that as what I'm trying to get, trying to get to understand with you is that, it just comes down to what you privatise because even let's just switch it away from the adult industry. Some women get upset when a man will show more attention to his work and they end up divorcing because of that. So they become mm -hmm. jealous of the work, let alone become of mm -hmm. another human being. So what I'm just trying to say is that 
you see it as that because it's something that you don't value in the same way. But what I'm trying to say is a lot of people do value that person being committed to that one person the same way as you'd value wanting to feel like the one or feel like your needs are being met in that aspect. Does that make sense? I guess, in your opinion. Yeah. I don't really see how you can compare them. So, so with, with, with relationships, so do you think polyamory, in your perspective, works better than monogamy? Well, what's the divorce rate? Mm. The divorce is high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, one yeah. out of two. We've got to think we're no longer in the era where grandma and granddad got together and that was it. We've got Instagram. We've got we've got constant, you mm. know, like it's right there. Like if you're dating me, a tall, short-haired person, and you see a five-foot Asian girl and you're like, oh, oh I've never done that. Do you know what I mean? Like your mm. choice is there. Like I'm just like, let's go do it. Let's go, let's go, let's go do it together. Like kind of thing with openness. And like, because mm. that's why relationships end because the temptation is constantly there. Like you're sliding to your DMs and people are so sly now. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's- but do you think for women, I think for men, a lot of it is men, the reason why they cheat is for sexual variety. Mm-hmm. But a lot of women, they, they don't just get railed in, in a hotel room. Like usually it's because they're missing something. Mm-hmm. The intimacy, <laughs> the connection, the attention. So, so it's like, even though you're saying it's a temptation, but I think maybe that's more geared to men. But for a lot of women, obviously, your mindset is very different but to most women who go out and cheat it's because mm-hmm. Donny wasn't doing anything wasn't doing the things he should and be doing then they doing. should have communicated it's, yeah but that's what I'm trying to say so it's not really for women I don't think it's necessarily a temptation thing I, more, I think it's more 80-20 rule which is the Pareto law yeah the Pareto law is your partner you're with now does 80% of what you what you want but you look for those 20% traits oh, right, in okay, another person yeah. so I'd say it's more that than temptation I think like the way you're your mindset is in certain aspects of view that I think it's more of like a male mindset because the man will be like, oh shit. I'm pretty, I'm pretty yeah. masculine to be fair. That's probably why. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm then, a geezer bird. But then to have a true reflection on the, the marriage statistics, like the, the the primary reason that people are divorcing is because is of money. It's not because of obviously like sex, sex being the second. Yeah, but relationships one. break down. Like, do you know what I mean? That's because people's lack of communication. I think the temptation that's out there. And for, for one thing, as human beings, we the are not designed to be monogamous. We're like the only mammal that I like now. It's just a societal thing. Like marriage was created as a unity of power. It was never about love. Yeah, Look at like, do you know what I mean? It was never about that. It was always about control. And like, I just think the system is flawed. And if everyone was just a bit more open, but it's a society norm. Like if I was to tell people like, yeah, I've got three boyfriends. Mm. But the look, I'm gonna no, get no, like, you, what? Like you know how, you, huh? how you use the excuse, and I don't want to hammer down in your example, but you use the excuse <laughs> of we're the only mammals that are, that that do that. Yeah. But we're the only mammals that don't kill each other, that don't subscribe to an age. Don't kill each other. Are you uh, mad? No, I'm saying we killed each other for our whole life. As a, as, a, as, a social norm. as a social norm in terms of law, we we're the only ones that subscribe. Yes, because we've got the knowledge to create. Oh, let me let me let me let me finish. <laughs> so we we don't subscribe at age of consent. Where there's so many things that we don't do that differentiates us from being mammals, is that's why like, I don't really know how. Okay, you can but use if you this. break it down mm. to like a, like an actual need, like we we procreate, we evolve, we like we mate, and like that you're you're going into like society like creations if that makes sense. It's mm. just down to the needs of that. We are the only mm. only ones. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you. I don't think humans are built to be monogamous. Mm. However, what we need to acknowledge is that monogamy is better for society by and large. So. Nothing that we do today is new. So polygamy, polygyny, none of it's new. Like mm-hmm. we've lived in societies prior where di- that was the social norm to be polygamous and polygynous. Mm-hmm. The problem with those societies, as the studies show, is that those societies become way more problematic for men because what tends to happen is that a small, very, very small group of men get access to all the women because even if you look at it today, only 20 to 30% of men are sexually active. 
So the majority of men don't get what? access to sex. Yeah. Google on your phone, you just do quick Google. <laughs> the majority of men. Fact. The majority of men don't get access to sex. So what then ends up happening is that those men band Ouch. together and cause problems. So in polygynous or polygamous societies, there was more rape, there was more crime, there was more mental health issues as a result of men not getting access to women. But that's so, why we have these society things of law that you brought up before. To exactly. Avoid these so, so in order to safeguard society, monogamy actually works better. In those times, we're in a current stage where we've like we've evolved. Like I feel like you can't compared to the past when we were in the present. Well, so what, you know I mean? We're talking now, it's become more sexless now as we as, as because because of these things, because sex has become more accessible, you're basically getting your Andrew Tate who's a Genghis Khan in bitches and by oh that God. I mean what I mean is he's having a large amount of the small amount and then the, what's happened is there's a big portion of men that just they're not attractive enough. They're not yeah. of that level to be able to have okay look you used Instagram as an example. Say 50 years ago you would have gone, been in Chelmsford, hmm. seen your big jock footballer, Chelmsford. get your high school sweetheart and you would have been with him and he would have been mm -hmm. the best guy you've yeah, ever yeah. seen in your life. Now you have access to have mm -hmm. many attractive men. So it's just like, wait, hold on. Danny from fucking Billy Ricky, he's a bit <laughs> of a cunt, mate. Do you know what I mean? I can go get me some of Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, you can even just see in that example is women are going to want more and more. So actually if you can get more and more and you can actually go and get it, it's not just like seen on the TV screen. Why not go get mm -hmm, it? Mm -hmm. But what you see by that is that the reality is these men just have a pick of the bunch and they're just taking them for the rest. Yeah, we live in a society where a lot of people have got the idea that the grass is greener on the other side. 100%. And like, so when it comes to social media, it's so fake. So you like, do you know what I mean? You see these guys and it's like, Half the time, even boys edit their photos now. Yeah, I've heard that. That's kind honestly, of, that's honestly, kind of. like that is the, like my biggest ick. If I'm everyone swiping, and I've got all five photos. I've got a filter on. I'm like, why? Like, why? Like, I ha I hate all that. That's why on my whole page, I don't use any Mandem filters. Don't use filters on their pictures. Yeah, well, I've seen it. Yeah, before. like I don't use no filters. I don't use no edits. I don't have Facetune. I don't use any of that like yeah bear in mind i'm wearing makeup now which is a rare treat that's because mm. my skin's bad but like, normally normally i'm not about that and I, I hate that that people are so fearful to be themselves like, everyone's becoming the same person like these girls with the lips the hair the like, do you know what i mean it's just it's a image of insecurity like, but again, want... no, but again that's that's something that's natural so natural yeah yeah so <laughs> women women are they're gregarious by nature. So society is gregarious by nature, but women are more so. So women are social beings. So mm. women tend to go All for the what the most desirable um, thing is for men. So it's, it, it's always like when you ask a woman, um, you know, why do you wear makeup? Why do you do it? Why do they always say, I do it for me, I do it for me. Mm. When in reality, you do it because from, from a subconscious level, you see the things that's attractive to get the mate that you want. So you emulate those things. So that's why you will see women when the trend comes with BBLs or big bums and stuff that most oh. women will flock to those things because from a competitive anxiety point of view, they want to get the man that they're most attracted to. Mm -hmm. So you need to assimilate and try to dominate that market in order to get the thing that you want. So even this aspect of becoming the same, like that, that is that's a natural instinct to do so. It's unrealistic uh, images of beauty as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Anything yeah. you see in a magazine on the field, like on TV and all that, like it's always the eights and nines and tens. Like the world is full of threes and fours and fives. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And we've got and, this and standard of beauty that just ain't they ain't real. That's why I try and that's why my page is about being raw. Like honestly, most of my content I look rough. And <laughs> but I don't think it's necessarily an issue with the, the standards of beauty being fake because. The, the most sought after things in society are, are most unattainable like I'd love to be a millionaire tomorrow but that's something you have to work hard to achieve and manifest it, mm. you can manifest it all you want for some people only only a small minute people is going to be able to achieve that so even with sport for example not everybody can be a footballer not everybody can be a basketball not. player not everybody can be the greatest porn star so again like I don't 
I don't think the, the, this notion of like the standards of beauty being unrealistic is a problem. It's more society doesn't, have, the average person doesn't have the cognizance to say differentiate real from fake. That's yeah. the problem. Okay. 